Broadcasting live from the Orlando, Orange County Convention Center for Hymns 17. It's This Just In. Now, here's your host, Justin Barnes. Welcome to the special edition of This Just In of Hymns Radio. I'm your host, Justin Barnes. We'll be broadcasting live from the HIMSS 17 annual conference inside the beautiful Orlando County Convention Center. Let me also introduce my radio and on-air producer, Ryan McPherson. Hello, Justin. How you doing, my friend? It's great to have you back on the air. That's right. We're year number two for This Just In at HIMSS uh, here in Orlando. That's right. It's great. Uh, we have a great partnership, and uh, you're one of the best producers in the industry, so I appreciate your time, my friend. You're too kind. Thank you, sir. <laughs> and many thanks to everyone who's joined us already here in person, and certainly to everyone listening via the Business Radio X and the Healthcare Now radio networks. We have the industry's most sought-after CEOs, CIOs, care providers, policy leaders, visionaries, and you can find them all here on our show. Um, but our goal is to really bring you the latest in healthcare innovation, strategy, policy, entrepreneurialism, and surely best practices, as well as strategies to successfully navigate the future of healthcare, your physician practice, your company, or even your family through all these changes occurring across healthcare today. There is more opportunity than ever before for all of us to thrive, but we must really understand how healthcare is evolving, how policy and reimbursement is shifting, and where best practices and innovation can support our efforts. Without further ado, um, let's go ahead and bring up my first guest. Uh, please con- come up here, Denise Hines, CEO of eHealth Services Group. But as importantly, um, you're the uh, board chair elect for the Hymns North America. So fantastic! Um, again, great to have Denise Hines on the uh, on the panel today and um, and part of our show. So welcome. Thank you, Justin. And what you're a, a return guest. Yes, sir. <laughs> I love it. So, before we dive into some of your cool duties, um, you've been active in HIMSS for, uh, for many years, but what, what was your goal when you first uh, engaged HIMSS and started coming to the HIMSS conferences? My original goal was to learn more about public policy. I was working in the industry in health information technology, but I also saw the need to influence the direction of health policy, health health information technology adoption policy and how it can be used in healthcare. So that was really my purpose in getting engaged with other healthcare professionals, um, healthcare IT mm-hmm. policy makers, and HEMS was the perfect place to do that. Yeah, I and couldn't And to participate, yeah. not only watch and listen, but to participate and provide perspective. Yeah, and I, I'll pick up on that a little bit because I completely agree. HEMS gives you a platform to learn. Yes. Um, but it also gives you a strong platform to engage That's right. and to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if, if you're a doer, it's a great um, platform for you, an organization to engage. But if you just want to learn and listen, you can do that as well. So I completely agree. I'm a, uh, we both are big, very big fans of HIMSS and, and what has been able to, they've been able to bring to our lives and how they've been, you know, benefit our companies, um, even our families in a lot of ways, because a lot of us are connected through healthcare in every way. Um, so tell me, what are some of the initiatives that you're most engaged with within HIMSS? And HIMSS, yeah. um, Health Information Exchange, obviously, mm-hmm. with being the, the executive director for the Georgia Health Information Network. So Health Information Exchange, but also um, education, working directly with providers to help, uh, help them understand the complexities of the regulations that they're facing every day that require them to adopt health technology, 
but also help them understand the benefits along with the regulatory um, uh, benefits of mm -hmm. adopting technology. So that's probably my favorite part of what I do, uh, working with providers and translating the complex regulations into um, how it can help improve their practice and their healthcare delivery, but also the impact on patients. Right. And then, of course, health information exchange and how the exchange of information can also improve healthcare delivery on a daily basis. Tell me a little bit about this initiative, Women in Health IT, correct? Yes. One so, of my favorites. Yeah, so I had a couple of the members, um, Karen DeSalve, Salva was here, um, and Susie was here uh, from EY, um, Granzenick. So yeah, great initiative, but tell us about it, it's exciting. So Women in Health, Health IT, that whole initiative is really about bringing to focus the contributions that women make in health information technology. and But also, even greater than that, encouraging other women to to participate and come into the industry, providing platforms for other women to talk to each other about our challenges in health IT. So it's been just a tremendous effort. I, I'm, I'm really pleased with um, the work that HIMSS um, is doing around this. And Carla Smith, I'm going to thank yep. her for taking this under her wing and really just, just getting it out there. Um, I don't know if you've already heard, but last night the reception um, I think was over 700 people. Wow. If I'm, if I'm hopefully I'm not overestimated, yeah. but I think it was yeah. at least 700 people there at wow. the reception. And then, then the awards uh, banquet was, was wonderful. Excellent. Yeah, I had Carla on yesterday and she previewed it, previewed it a little bit. Oh. Um, and then we uh, moved on with uh, Dr. Cesalvo and, and uh, Susie. So uh, we love the initiative. And also, I think one of our good friends, Jen Denard, is also involved yes. in. in yes. Um, Women Health IT, and I think HIT Chicks or HIT Chicks is, is another one. So, um, no, phenomenal. So now, shifting gears a little bit. Okay. This is very exciting that you're the board chair-elect. So I want to hear more about, you know, what are you thinking for 2017, 2018 for HIMS? You personally, like, what are some of the initiatives that you think you're going to focus your administration on and your team on? Okay. Well, of course, with the change in administration, I think all of us are watching yeah. and cautiously um, optimistic about what could possibly change the direction of where we've been heading. You and I have been engaged in this industry for a long time and we've seen the dramatic adoption of technology mm -hmm. and where, where we think it's going. So we're optimistic about the work that we'll, we'll hope to continue and the support that we've received over the years for that. So of course watching the, the environment, the political environment yeah. and the support for health IT will be a huge focus of this year, next year. But also, um, personally, in my role, I look to continue the, the Women in Health IT initiatives. That's yep. uh, obviously very important to me. But also in, um, work on diversity, um, um, encouraging um, youth to look at health IT professions, mm -hmm. people of color to engage in um, health IT professions. So that's going to be one of the opportunities that I'm going to personally undertake and work with um, more diverse groups to engage them in health information technology. Yeah, I was actually just discussing that with our friend Dominic Mack yes. uh, not even a couple minutes ago, and I think there's a panel tomorrow that I think uh, I met Optimin, or there's a member of Optim's team is helping you manage that process yes. uh, here, and um, it's a no, phenomenal initiative. Uh, and then obviously Women in Health IT and, and um, uh, picking that perspective up and, and moving, so I think that's, that's terrific. 
going on to the policy side a little bit, you know, I guess I'm optimistic. I think we're both eternal optimists. So that's probably why we're friends and, and uh, why we love our industry as well. And I'm sure you've worked with Tom Price as well through the years. We're both from Georgia uh, in the Atlanta region, and, and Tom is obviously our congressional member. We're obviously going to take a look at, you know, all, any new administration is going to look at current policy and then kind of put maybe put their flair and flavor around it. But Tom voted for... Um, you know, MACRA, and, and that was a full bipartisan and bicameral piece of legislation, one of the only ones that I'm aware of in the last couple of years that went, you know, flew through Congress. So, you know, I do, I do see support. I'm optimistic for it. I do believe he's going to focus, um, you know, some of the efforts on making sure reporting is going to be fair and we don't add too much burden. And, and we're looking at the program from that perspective. He cares about care providers. He's a care provider himself. Um, so, you know, I'm optimistic um, by what Tom and the, his administration is going to do. I've known him for about 17 years now, so I, I'm, I'm bullish on it. But yes. any thoughts that you have? Well, I think we will continue to see the strong support for the adoption of technology. Um, and we've seen some new um, regulation come out um, and the support for technology around uh, biomed- biotechnology and um, cybersecurity and um, some of the newer technologies, precision medicine. So I believe we'll continue down the path of technology adoption. Mm -hmm. I think we'll see um, somewhat of the work to balance the regulatory requirements um, and burdens for providers. So I think we'll we'll continue to watch the the, um, optimistic view of technology adoption, but making sure that we consider the perspective of the provider and reducing the administrative burden that they're facing will be Front right. Yeah. So not to put you on the spot too much, but do you think, is there something in 2017 or 2018 per se that we may not see in the horizon today? And the answer may be no, but is there, do, you, do you see any, a new focus coming for us or is it just making what we have better or is there another piece of, like we just had 21st Century Cures Act pass, do you, but do you see anything else coming in, in a little bit of a crystal ball or, or um, is it just improving what we have? And, well, I think it will be a little bit of both, the improving what we have. We still, we've seen over the years tremendous adoption of electronic health records, yep. but now it's taking that to the next level of precision medicine, data go. management, and yeah. predictive um, health care, and um, looking at socioeconomic factors on data and health outcomes. And, and so true. really taking, um, hopefully by then, Providers will have adopted electronic health records, mm-hmm. contributing data. Um, data analytics will, be, of course, continue to grow. But really looking at that data and analyzing it and predicting and um, preventing yeah. um, outbreaks and disease, chronic diseases, is where we'll start to see. And, and that's really some of the focus of the 21st Century Cures Act and yep. some of precision medicine. So we're starting to see that emerge with the yeah. The law is coming out to support right. that work. Yeah, you're right, and you bring up some very good points because we have, we have, and, and I had John Halamka and uh, Anish Chopra here yesterday, and we're talking about we've access to a lot of data, mm-hmm. but I don't know if we have access to information quite right. yet. And I think this is the era right. that we're now we're 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 using more intelligent systems. I, I certainly do understand the theme of artificial intelligence and AI and the excitement around it, and, and I, th- I think, you know, that's excellent, and, and IBM is right behind us, so right. I don't want to say it's too loud, and I, but I love what they're doing, but I also think just having access to intelligent data, never mind right. artificial intelligence right. and all the, all the intelligence are wrapped around that aspect, but just having, being able to look at data, understand data, and what does it mean, and how do we implement, uh, I think is really the next chasm that we're going right. to cross through. 
we haven't talked about it much, but thinking about the workforce that will be needed to yes. help interpret data. Right. Uh, we've talked a lot about cybersecurity, and we see the shortages of uh, skilled um, mm -hmm. personnel in that area. So I think we'll start to see new markets of health IT um, workforce emerging as well to help us go to those next levels. That's a so. very good point. And, and I, I touched on that a little bit yesterday, but it was a stat that I read yesterday morning that 90% of children born today will have jobs that we haven't even thought of yet. Right. That's amazing. I mean, children born today, 90% will have jobs that we haven't even thought of today. So to your point is we don't even have people to feed these jobs and, and we're that curve is just only increasing quickly. Yes. So it's a very good point. I think that's actually one of the areas we crossed paths as well um, was trying to get the colleges, trying right. to get these programs ramped up back in 2010, 2011, 2012 to begin to fuel our industry in health IT and, and the um, the backgrounds and the experience that we need. Right, so. and, and, and of course back in Georgia we work very closely with um, a large group of people there mm -hmm. to talk about curriculum for the colleges That's right. and, yep. and what needs to be included. So we, I hope to continue yep. that work as well. And Gwinnett, Gwinnett Tech and Morehouse right. and right. Georgia Tech and mm -hmm. yeah, all of them. So. That's right. Very true. Well, Denise, thank you so much for joining me. You're always a pleasure to have. You were my first guest today. I wanted you specifically to kick off the day. You always make my day brighter, uh, and you're going to make hymns even better when you're the chair. Come in July 1st, is it? That's right. Awesome. Denise Hines. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Denise. Talk to you soon. Who's next, Justin? Dr. Harry Greenspun, Chief Medical Officer and Managing Director for Corn Ferry Health Solutions. Thank you very much, my friend. Justin, always a pleasure to be here with you. It's a, we're making like an annual tradition. Exactly. I like this. We'll keep it going, too. Yeah. I like it, too. But special, you're my last guest for this year at HIMSS. So, and I'm not sad because it's been a long two days. <laughs> you, uh, I, you know, I saw you hustling out there, so I know it's been hard for you. Well, that was kind of interesting because I went to get a quick cup of coffee. We had a 12-minute break, and I sat in line for nine minutes of the 12-minute break, just yeah. trying to get a cup of coffee. That, so. is, that is a struggle. So, um, but, uh, but I appreciate you joining me, and uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun here just because you are my last guest. We want to keep everybody um, entertained for sure, but, um, but obviously we've been around the industry for a while, but what are, you, what's, what are the main reasons why you attend him each year? Well, you know, I think number one is for the people, right? Is that, you know, this is probably the one place where you can run into everyone you really want to see. That's right. And, you know, I, I think what's also interesting is that it, it gives you a flavor for how the industry is changing. Because, you know, I'd say like 80% of what you have here carries over year to year. And that changes. But that 20%, that sort of new edge of like, what's the new vibe? So mm -hmm. remember, yeah. you know, way back when, when all of a sudden analytics started popping up. And then population, yeah. you know, started yeah, yeah. popping up. Yeah, and now, right. you know, we're getting a smarter and smarter stuff. And, you know, wearables, I think, you know, kind of came. And then, mm, yeah. yeah, I don't know where they went. I Right, they're, right. they're, they went to CES in Vegas. Uh, they <laughs> like Vegas, but, so, um, but that's what's also very interesting, and I, and uh, and just the vibe of the industry, yep. and that and that changes year over year. Well, when we smart healthcare, you hear artificial intelligence, or just people are trying to say it's just intelligence inside our systems becoming smarter. You know, so I think I, I completely agree with that. What um what trends are you seeing? So we just, I mean, we mentioned a couple, but outside of what we just talked about, what else do you see? Well, you know, I think one of the interesting things is, you know, the, uh, the issue of how much smarter our devices are uh, and that we mm -hmm. get capabilities that we're having the ability to do more stuff. Individuals, patients, you know, consumers are having the ability to do more things on their own. I think more importantly, though, is that it, it, it sort of highlights a bigger issue that, you know, we're seeing that, you know, that the electronic medical record, the EHR, 
is not, you know, the the central point of the right. universe anymore. Right. It's, you know, that healthcare has become a large scale enterprise. It involves lots and lots of folks inside mm -hmm. and outside the enterprise. And, and, you know, we're seeing lots of other players coming and saying, look, you need to deal with customer relationship management. You That's need right. to deal with, uh, you know, remote monitoring. You need to do a lot of other things that aren't uh, related to the documentation of care delivery in a healthcare setting. Um, so, you know, that's where you also start seeing issues around interoperability. That's going to be much more important because it goes beyond how do, how do I exchange information from my EHR to your HR to how do we actually collect a lot of interesting data and, and bring in lots of new players in a meaningful way to improve their health. So you bring up a good point because my last guest uh, kind of roamed the floor and, and got a, a little sense for uh, what's happening out there and kind of latest and greatest. And one of the perspectives he brought back was there's a feeling that we are going to have more, we're not going from this big monolithic systems, we're going to go to more plug and play, or we're going to go to more modular approaches to tackle what we need to tackle. And I think that's fantastic because that would support entrepreneurialism and um, it just consumerism in every way or, or most ways and, and just an industry that become much more vibrant if we're talking about that type of innovation being injected into our care plans, into our engagements. What do you think of that though? Well, you know, I, th I think there's the one point of view is that we're moving away from monolithic systems. And that, again, if you focus on we're trying to get a hospital system and what more stuff you need to cram in there, mm -hmm. um, you know, is it best of breed? Is it, you know, it is one system as opposed to, you know, the pie is getting much, much bigger because now it is, you know, analytics platforms, yeah. it's getting marketing data and lifestyle data and all these other things that are really expanding the you know, what is the, the notion of health, you know, of, of healthcare. And it's really no longer health IT, it's really more IT for health. Yes. Because it involves so many different players at this point. So tell us, a little, uh, I, you know, you mentioned real quickly in an email what you were doing at Corn Ferry, but tell us about, I didn't realize about the whole, this side of, um, of the business you guys are working on. So. Yeah, well, you know, most people know Corn Ferry as an executive search firm, mm -hmm. and uh, I get plenty of calls and emails related to that. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, we have a, a very large consulting practice, which has done a lot of work around people and organization issues. And uh, most of the work historically has been pretty industry agnostic around um, leadership assessment, about culture, about team development, about succession planning and compensation. Okay. Um, and now a group of us have come Makes together sense. to bring these capabilities together into deeper solutions uh, focused on healthcare. So value-based care, physician alignment, uh, M&A, uh, you know, employee engagement, sort of mm -hmm. the kind of things where we have a lot of systems in place, but organizations are often aren't getting the results they wanted because at the end of the day, they got people in organizational problems. Yes. So what's a what's the standard customer for you in that regard? Who would you approach, or who would be the best candidate for you? Uh, we're working with lots of health systems. Okay. Uh, you know, we have um, you know both a large uh, a provider and payer practice, and also an enormous life science practice on the on the search side. Um, but really, large organizations who are undergoing a lot of transformation. I mean, the way I describe it is, you know, we've had organizations that have been developing their leaders to be race car drivers, right. and now we realize what we need are actually airline pilots. And so we we just don't have have the right people with the right skills in place, and how do you make that transformation? So looking out over the industry, what best practices? So say you're a, because um, obviously a different perspective, I guess from your perspective, what would be some best practices that you would offer to a health system to best navigate that, or what are some of the strategies that they can look for 
to be successful? Well, you know, I think it's part of it's just recognition. You know, they always say the, the first issue is recognizing you have a problem. And totally, I think, yeah. yeah. For most places, the, knowing is half the battle. That's right. Yeah. Is the fundamental problem is they don't realize is that the the people they have in place or the skills those folks have in place or the incentives they have in place <laughs> don't really work. I mean, in a fee for service environment, people have tried to thrive by either becoming more outcomes focused yep. or more customer focused. Um, and they've had a challenge sort of retaining sort of the best of their culture and their best people uh, in, in order to deliver a, a great clinical experience and a great patient experience. And, uh, and that, takes, that takes a really deep examination of who do you have in charge, what mm -hmm. kind of skills do they have, um, how are they compensated, um, how do they relate to each other, and you know, can they deal with issues of accountability that go beyond their traditional boundaries? Can they build agile teams? Can they do a lot of things that a, a rapidly evolving industry faces? And you know, one of the, the biggest things I find at uh, you know, this meeting this year is that there's a lot of uncertainty with the new administration and, and a lot of challenges. Are we gonna do this? Are we not gonna do that? How do you work in such a dynamic and uncertain environment? And that's, that's new for healthcare. Shifting gears a little bit over to close this on some interesting notes and to, uh, on the side of some personal level. What do you see and what do you do for fun here? I'll give you an example. One of my previous guests talked about how they got together a group last night and went through, kind of brainstormed some unique it actually kind of bounces into your background a little bit, but they're looking for different things to incent employees, and there are a bunch of leaders that got together and just really talked about some incentive tracks, um, engagement tracks for their employees to kind of keep people inspired, keep people, um, the creative juices flowing and all that kind of stuff. So this guy actually is really neat. It wasn't his company. It was a bunch of leaders got together actually from, from um, one of our worlds, and it was kind of it was a really neat event. So what do you do? What do you do or look forward to here? I think one of the most interesting things right now is the discussion about, you know, I live in Washington, D.C., mm -hmm. and uh, obviously a very dynamic place right now. And I think one of the most fascinating discussions that we've had lately among leaders, you know, people who would potentially be in an administration is, what role can people play to improve healthcare? And the weird sort of moral and philosophical discussion of, um, you know, what's best for the long term of healthcare? Do you work with an administration you might disagree with? Um, mm -hmm. Do you hold back and let, let things sort of fall apart and then come right. in later on? Um, so I, I think that's, that is, I, I've never seen so much soul searching at right. IMSS, and that has been really interesting to see. Very. Yeah. I mean, the ironic thing is uh, last year um, I was supposed to write a piece um, for my old firm, Deloitte, which yep. actually is uh, right, near uh, right next yeah, door yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, they wanted me to write a piece that would be published while I was here yeah. on, the, on the Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Tuesday while I'm here, this day. Yeah. And I go, hey, happy to do that. And he goes, look, in order for you to publish it, we need it by Friday for all the attorneys to look at it. Right, I'm right. going like, the meeting doesn't even start until <laughs> Sunday. Right. There's nobody to write. So I actually wrote my impressions of what Tuesday of, would be of what hymns yeah. would be yeah. of yeah. what my what I was experiencing yeah. before I even arrived in Vegas last right. year and it was easy to do and this year I couldn't do it right. because again there's so much uncertainty and so much you know that kind of feeling that mm -hmm. um, you just don't know what's going to happen until you really talk to people and understand what they're what they're really concerned about yeah and actually that would have been a really good reason to come to hymns this year and, or listen to the radio show, just get that kind of that vibe because yeah. healthcare is going to shift, it's going to be different, and you've got to navigate it successfully. It's how we, you know, feed our families, and it's how we, um, you know, it's how we also, it's what we enjoy to do. We, yeah. just, we love it. Yeah. So, 
I was just saying, you know, what's, what's great to see, though, is just the consistency of the people who are dedicated to improving this industry yeah. and what they're doing for, you know. And, you know, I, I say, you know, I can see my friends every year because, you know, these, this group of people is really dedicated to improving healthcare and, and finding really innovative ways to do it and have adapted to new technologies as they've come along and, and new ways and also appreciated, you know, what's worked and what wasn't, hasn't. And, uh, you know, so it's, uh, yeah. there have been a lot of learnings along the way. Well, and you bring up a very good point, a salient point, because when we looked at the roster of guests for 2017, you want to bring in new blood. You want new people. Um, however, when I went through the names, I'm like, there's so many people that I they have to have back. I mean, and you were certainly one of them, but like John Halamka and Anish and, well, Farzad actually didn't end up coming, but just people like that, that I wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, I had on the show because I want that consistent approach, but also these are the leaders of our industry. These are who people want to hear from and who I want to hear from and, and who I want to collaborate with. And so uh, I agree with you. It's, it is, um, it's a consistency and it's impressive that our industry has it. We also though to make sure I got new blood is we added another hour onto the show. So I want to make sure that we did inject some more, some new people. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's been helpful. I, I think the other thing too is that you, it should be for, for people to have a frank discussion about yeah. what's going on here and realistic one because it, and the other thing to remember is, you know, every year HIMSS comes out with a thing saying, you know, we have a thousand exhibitors and we have 300 new exhibitors. Well, yeah. every year they have yeah. 300 new exhibitors, which means this is like Jamestown. Right, right. So for 300 new settlers to arrive, like the other 300 <laughs> had to die. Right, right, right. And I think, you know, having that understanding of what, you know, what companies failed, what yep. technologies failed or why they did um, is important. I think the other thing that's important to realize is that we've got some very new large players coming we in. We do. Uh, large enterprise play kind of places are becoming more and more important. You had, you know, keynotes from IBM. You got Salesforce yep. across the way. That's right. Um, you know, you've got other large, you know, organizations that have traditionally um, catered to other industries saying, hey, we got some interesting tools that for an organization that, you know, for an industry that's maturing mm -hmm. are going to be important. Very true. And we actually had Carlo was my lead off guest uh, yesterday, Carlo Smith from Hims. And, um, and she mentioned that this year, 40% of the registrations were new people, new attendees. 40%, usually in the 33% range. 40% this year. So that, that means, that, I mean, to your point, a lot of people felt dropped off. I hope they didn't die. Correct. I hope 40% of his members have died I, since last year. Right. But yeah, but and yeah. I think it's important also to get, you know, a new group. I mean, it's interesting. I think each year there's sort of a new appeal. I remember for a while there was an appeal to get more physicians involved in him. So yep. they've given their own little club. And, you know, as a doctor, I'm, you know, all excited about that. But, you know, we're realizing there are more and more people to become more important. I, you know, I love seeing the greater involvement of, of uh, patient advocacy groups, patient mm -hmm. engagement groups, and I, other organizations showing how vibrant the, and, and growing this industry and how changeable it is. So I'd be remiss if I didn't ask about Tarot. <laughs> yeah, so the dog is famous. Um, <laughs> and uh, actually, it's funny because every time I, I uh, go somewhere, they go, hey, Harry, how you doing? Where's Carrie? Because yeah. my wife, Carrie right, McDermott. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, and how's your dog? Yeah, so yeah. It's like, you know, I get the two, the two things. No one really cares about me anymore. It's really <laughs> Carrie and the dog. Well, I tried to ask yeah. you other questions. I didn't care about the dog. I yeah. love the dog. It's yeah. a um, Belgian Mammut or? Uh, Belgian Malinois. Malinois. Yeah, which is the yeah. same dog the Navy SEALs and the uh, Secret Service use. So yes. very, but his real, uh, as, as for my Facebook friends, though, his yeah. real uh, trick is he can play soccer very well. Very well. He's a dedicated yeah. soccer player. But I should actually give a plug for my, my wife's organization because her the Center for Medical Interoperability, uh, they've just launched a, a new, they're opening a new facility down in Nashville. So they've got a, a, a physical okay. place mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, in a lab and a bunch of other cool stuff. So, you know, it's interesting. Interoperability is very real at home and, yeah, yeah. and abroad. There, so there you go. Uh, yeah, go Harry, 
thank you very much for joining us today. You're always a great guest. I was excited uh, when we were able to fit you in as the uh, last guest today. That was perfect. You helped me close the show very well. I appreciate the invite. Always great to see you. Always, my friend. We'll have you back for sure. Thank you very much, Harry. Thanks again. All right, bye. And for everyone listening, thank you for joining us today. And please tune in weekdays at 2.30 p.m. Eastern, 11.30 a.m. Pacific. As always, you can track me on Twitter at HIT Advisor and use the hashtag ThisJustIn so you can respond to your comments from the show. In addition, all my content's always posted on my website at JustinBarnes.com. Thanks, everyone. Have a terrific week.